We are learning Daf Tes. We're starting from Chesem Ebe, six lines up in the bottom, where the Gemara says Tanya. And we're talking about the idea of Mida, Kenek Mida, Kalish Baruch punishes a person uh, in the same measure that they did this day. Tanya, how are you, Rebbe Omer? How do we know this concept? That the measure that Kalish Baruch gives in the Einesh, in the punishment, is in return for the way that the sin was done. Shanemar, it says in the Pasuk, Bisasa, Bishalcha, Trivena, with the right measure. Bishalcha, when you, when you, when, in Hashem will fight with her when he sends her away. So, Bisasa comes from the Lashon of Sa'a, which is a measurement. A Sa'a is a specific measure. So, it's Bisasa, but the measurement, when Hashem will contend with, uh, with the person when he's sending them away. Seeing the other Sa'a, I would only know this idea when it's a, a very big amount, like a Sa'a, when it's a very substantial type of punishment. But the Rabbah's Tarkov, a Chatsi Tarkov, what about even smaller things, like a Tarkov, half a Tarkov, which are smaller measurements, or even smaller. Kav, a Chatsi Kav, Rova, a Chatsi Rova, only a quarter of a Kav. Toman, Vochlaminayin, or even really small things, just the size of a Toman or Ochla, these are all smaller measurements. Tamalomar, so we bring a different Pasuk, Kichol So'on, So'in, Barash. Every measure is measured here, Barash. There's a Pasuk in Yeshaya, and in Kichol, Means for every, even for the little smaller things, it have uh, the same idea is applied. On a last point, how do we know that each and every pruta adds up to a big amount? Meaning, let's say a person does a sin, you're not necessarily punished right away, the first or second time, but it doesn't mean it's ignored. Eventually, it adds up. Small sins add up, and then there will be a a of the punishment. Adding one to another to eventually get to the amount. Now the bride's can turn to Sota. We find this idea by Sota. The measure that she did, that's how it's measured out to punishment to her. She originally stood at the doorway of her house because she wanted to be seen by her adulterer. She stood there because she wanted to be exposed herself. Therefore, the punishment is, the coin stands her in a public way by the Shara Nikonar, which is where she stands by the Sota process, and which reveals her uh, humiliation to everybody. He She put a very attractive sorts of sudarim, head coverings on her head, and that was meant to attract the, the boel. Therefore, Kohen takes the veil off of her head and takes it down by her feet. He adorned her face to look good. That's why uh, what happens is her her, her, her face her, her face gets messed up when she drinks the water. She made up her eyes. Her eyes start bulging when she drinks the water. He called her, she braided her hair. The coin unbraids her. He messes up her hair. He also loved She made a motion to her bowl with a finger. Her fingernails fall off. In other words, everything is affected when she drinks the salt water, even her fingernails. She girded herself with a nice belt. The coin brings a rope of very weak material just from um, a palm tree. He ties it above her, um, her, her lap. She stretched out her thigh for relations of Fikach, that's why the thigh collapses. She literally like received him, the bowl, on her stomach. That's why her stomach blows up. She fed him delicacies when she was um, doing the actions. Therefore, her carbon is barley, animal food, something very low. She gave him good wine to drink and fine kalim. When the coin gives her the bitter waters, he gives it to her to drink in an earthenware, gross, clean. He also, she did everything quietly. 
But the one who sits up high in total seclusion, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whose everything is in secret, he turns his attention to this, to this woman. The adulterous eye waits at night saying, no one will see me. And the reality is, the one who is not seen, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's the one who is watching. Another interpretation, he also says what she did privately. HaMalkum Pearson of HaKadosh Baruch Hu turns it around and says, I will publicize what you have done. It says in the Pasuk, someone who covers up something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't like uh, will then eventually have his evil revealed publicly. Okay, that's the end of the Brisa. So now we get, we want to go back to the to analyze what the Brisa started off with, the different Mekoram from Midah Kenegin Midah. At the end we say that Hashem adds one to the other to find a total Cheshman at the end, which was the concept of um, why do I need the other pasuk? Like every measure is measured with, with, with noise. In other words, since I already see you're punished even for the, the sins, the small little sins, they add up to one another, why don't I need the pasuk uh, to say, the Mar says, that was telling me the idea that you're punished in the same measure. Now, it's not just that you are punished, but you're punished in the Mida, connecting Mida idea. Says the Mar, okay, but if I have that second pasuk, that every measure is measured with the noise. Why do I need the opening pasuk that with with Bisasa, which is like a large measure that that, that Baruch Hu gives? Once I even see even um, small measures, Akalish Baruch Hu gives me the Kanegamida. Obviously, the Sa'a ones will be there as well. So the Gemara says, said a different thing we learned from that pasuk. Baruch doesn't punish a nation until it is time for it to send it away. Notice the pasuk is emphasizing that this punishment is coming when Hashem is sending away. What does that? Mean. He's completely destroying. Hashem doesn't bring this punishment onto a nation until they're becoming totally destroyed. When is there a precise measure of the saw? When Hashem sends her away. It's only at the moment that he sends away where he's completely destroying. Only in that moment is the Midah Kenegin Midah happening. Says the Marini, is this true? Hashem doesn't punish until he's sending away. Why does it say three kosos down by Mitzrayim? So we're talking about here the butler's dream. When he spoke to, to, to Yosef, there were three cups. And a cup is used as a metaphor for punishment. So we, it symbolizes the different punishments that will happen to the Egyptian, uh, the Egyptian nation. Now, obviously, we know that at the Seder, it's not like that. You know, we have, uh, we, have, we, have, we, have, we have four cups of wine. It seems to be two different ideas. Uh, two different ideas. However, there's an interesting Rashi al-Psachim. Rashi al-Psachim does seem to say that the four cups of wine relate to these three cups. Just one more is for benching, but obviously that's harder. We know of the more famous Yerushalmi about the four cups at the Seder being connected to the Dalashon of Saka'ula. But Al-Kopanim here, the Gemara is focusing on the three cups by Mitzrayim. So what do they indicate? Once Mitzrayim was punished in the times of Moshe, once it was punished in the times of Paranacho, where the, the story was, Nebuchadnezzar, Melabavel destroyed Mitzrayim. One eventually will drink in the times of Mashiach and get punished. So we see that Mitzrayim was not totally destroyed the first time it was punished. Even though it was sent away, Hashem punished Mitzrayim. It didn't destroy the whole nation of Mitzrayim at that point. So we see against what we're saying. Here we seem to be saying Hashem doesn't punish a nation until it totally is destroyed. But here we see that um, Hashem punishes Mitzrayim in increments in different stages. Maybe you'll say that the first Mitzrayim were totally, were totally destroyed. Maybe you'll see at the time of Kriyas uh, Yamsuf, all of Mitzrayim died. And these Egyptians that are referred to later are actually different people. It's not the same nation. There are different people who came and settled in the land of Mitzrayim, but they were different people. But we see not the Evatan, it says in a bride, so Amar Rabbi Huda, Minyamin was a person, Minyamin, Ger Hamitzri Halili. 
he was a get. He was a ger mitzri. He was an Egyptian convert. And he says, Rabbi Yehuda says he was a colleague of mine, and he studied by me together with Rabbi Akiva. And Amar Binyamin ger mitzri. This Binyamin, this Binyamin, the Egyptian convert said, "I need mitzri shon. I'm a first generation convert." And I married an Egyptian convert woman, female, who was also first generation. So our children are going to be, will be, my son will be a second generation Mitzri. So Asi Lipni Mitzri Shnia. He had an idea. I'll make sure my son does not marry a first generation Mitzri convert, but rather a second generation Mitzri convert. So that my son's son, the, my grandson, will be fit to marry a regular Jewish woman. The halacha is that for Mitzrayim, the Egyptian converts, the first and second generations are also the next ones, are mutter. So Binyamin is discussing how his future children, how his grandchildren will be mutter, lavo bakahal. So he's living in the times of the Tanon, and we still see that he assumes he's original Egyptian, still living in Mitzrayim, because the halacha of the first and second generation Mitzrayim being also and the third generation being mutter is obviously only for the, not just people come, who live, come from the land of Mitzrayim, but actual Egyptian people. So we see that the original Egyptian people are, are still around. So, and we still see that they were punishing increments, not just obliterated all at one time. So, the Gemara, therefore, uh, it revises what we said. We're not talking about a nation. A nation can be punished in increments. However, when it comes to a king that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is punishing, it does not, the punishment does not come until HaKadosh Baruch Hu totally destroys him. With that precise measure, Hashem, when he sends her away, that's when he punishes. So specifically to the king, that's where the point was. But to a nation, in a Hanami, a nation can be punished in increments. Amemer says this about something else. What is the meaning of the Pasuk here, Malachi? We just read this in the, in the Aftorah for Shabbos Agadah. I, Hashem, have not changed. You, the sons of Yaakov, you have not yet been destroyed. I, have not repeated. What does that mean? Instead of saying change, Shanisi means to change. Shanisi can also mean like, to repeat. So what does it mean? Hashem doesn't repeat. I never struck a nation and struck it again. Meaning to say, once I struck a nation, they got totally destroyed. Um, and as we said, maybe that's referring specifically to a king. But we see that maybe there are increments in a way nations are punished. But you, the sons of Yaakov, not perish, means Hashem says about the Jewish people, I do punish them, but my arrows, I finish them. My arrows are finished. Yisrael is never destroyed. And that's the idea. Hashem, normally when Hashem punishes other nations, so he destroys them, there's no second punishment. They're gone after one. But Hashem finishes all of his arrows and still we're still around. Continues the Gemara from does not punish a person until the measure is filled. So in other words, a wicked person, he does everything he wants in the world, doesn't not punish immediately, and then eventually the meat does full, and then Hashem strikes him down. Shinamar says in after has been filled, then Hashem punishes. What is the meaning of the Pasuk? Pasuk and Tehillim. Rana Sadiqim Hashem, sing joyfully the Sadiqim Tashem. Laisharim Nova Sihila. For the people who are upright, praise is fitting. Nova means like fitting. So I'll decree Nova Sihila. Don't read Nova that it's fitting. Ella Neve Tihila. Neve is a palace. It's a palace of praise. What does that mean? Meaning that Sadiqim should praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the palaces that they make. What is that a reference to? Or what are the palaces of the Sadiqim? It's a David. It's a reference to what Moshe and David respectively built. Shalashotu is the name of Maseyim. Their enemies never controlled their handiwork. Meaning, David built the whole ear David, all the gates and everything. And what happened was, even when it was destroyed, all the metal sunk into the ground so the enemies could not use it. 
And the same thing with Moshe Rabbeinu as well. David Yisiv Tavu Ba'aret the gates sunk into the earth. With Moshe, it says, Amar Ma Mishinivna Mikdash Rishon, when the first base of Mikdash was built, Nignaz Moz Oa Moed Krasim Krasha Vrichov Amadav Ava Adonav. What happened to the Mishkan? All the things that Moshe built in the times of the Mishkan, they ended up being hidden, and therefore uh, they were never fell into enemy hands. Heicha, where is the Mishkan hidden? Amar Chistamar Vimi Tachas Mechilos Shalecha onto the tunnels. Of the Hegel in Yerushalayim, that's where it is, but Al Kapanam they never fell into enemy hands. Now we go back to the Sota here. Tan Rabbanan was on and Bryce's Sota, not saying Nebim Shane Raila. The Sota set her eyes upon someone not fit for her. Masha Vishal what she was looking for, was not given to her. Because what happens is that she commits adultery, and through that, she becomes Osir onto her adulterer. Masha Yatan Tuluma, and what she was in her hand was taken away from her. She becomes Osir onto her husband as well. It's a general metaphor for life. Anyone who sets their eyes upon something that's not theirs. What they are seeking ain't no soon though. It doesn't come to them. What's already in their hands, no linen menu, who takes away from them. We find with the original sin of the of the snake. He tried to persuade, he, he tried to persuade um so a chava to take from the from the uh from from the from the Itzadas over there. And the whole thing happened. He wanted to become married. To Chava, that, that's what that was his true intention. So he put his eyes on what wasn't for him. It didn't come to him. He never got that. What was in his hand was taken away, meaning he lost his his quality. So the snake was going to be a very prominent animal, and then he was he was lowered. I originally said that the snake was going to be the king over all animals. And now he's the most cursed. Of all animals, and I would say that the snake would walk upright. Instead, it will slither on its belly. Originally, I said that the snake will eat the same food as humans. Now, it will eat dust. He was thinking originally, I will kill Adam and marry Chava. Now, what will happen? And said, there's going to be hatred between human beings and the snakes. The Gemarites are now list 10 other examples where people looked for things that were beyond them. They didn't get it and they got punished for what they had. Kayan, Korach, Bilam, Doeg, Achitofel, Gechazi, Avshalom, Adonio, Uzio, and Haman. All these people, the common theme is, Shnazar, Nebba, Mashin, and Roilam. They set their eyes to have what wasn't theirs. Mashabish, Lunitan, what they wanted wasn't given to them. Mashabiyadim, what was in their hands, Athlu, Mayhem, was taken away from them. So now we thought we begin all the Midah Kenegan Midah here with the Sota. So one of the things that the Mishnah said was, She started sitting with her thigh. Right, she had the hanot with her thigh first, and then the belly. Therefore, the, the thigh is punished first, and then the belly from the water. Says Where do we see that the thigh is punished first? Maybe by the by the by the lashon of the pasuk when the kohen is giving her the shivua that she makes that she didn't do it. So it says in the pasuk when Hashem will make your thigh collapse and your belly blow up. So it sounds like it's the thigh first and then the stomach. But look at the actual punishment. What does the apostle go on to say? It says the stomach will, will blow up and the thigh will collapse. So it sounds like the punishment comes to the stomach and then the thigh. So Amar this is the answer. When the coin is giving the curse, the thigh is cursed first. And then the stomach is cursed. In other words, the, the curse is the way that we're beginning everything. So, so, so the punishment is really beginning, right? the lumbus of it, Rashi explains, the punishment is beginning in the curse before it actually plays out in reality. <clears throat> but it begins in the curse, and the curse is on, her, is on the thigh first. 
Says the Gemara, but even still, even in the curse, when there's two points of the curse, the initial point, and then and then he continues. So yes, it's true in the original point, it says that it's the thigh and then the stomach, but then when the coin continues, he says it's on the stomach and then the thigh. So there's a, there's a contradiction even in the language of the curse itself. So the Gemara answers, that means that the coin should make sure that even though he cursed the thigh first, but he's going to ask the teller that actually what's going to happen is that the stomach will blow up first. Because if he doesn't do that, we don't want people to say that, oh, it didn't happen the way the coin said it was going to happen. So we're basically coming out that the reality is that the belly blows up first and then the thigh is punished. But the coin still makes an, an idea when he starts the, the curse, he curses the thigh first. To show the Mida Kanega Mida, she benefited from the she had benefit pleasure from the thigh first. So the curse begins from her thigh. Now the Mishnah goes on a long tangent about Mida Kanegin Mida with other people. Shimshon Halakharinov, Shimshon followed his eyes. The story we're gonna see is that eventually he saw uh, again, again, everything was the Shem Shamayim in a certain degree, but he did sin in the sense that he was attracted by a Plishti woman that he wanted to marry. In the end, he had his own eyes that were poked out by the Plishtim. The Plishtim seized him and, and poked at his eyes. Avshalom, the son of Dov in his rebellion, he had glory in his hair. He had a lot of pride in his physical appearance. And um, that's what made him arrogant. The When he was punished, he was hung by his hair. That's what happened. His hair got caught in the tree. He got stuck. In a great act of brazen defiance against his father, he had relations with 10 of the mistresses of his father. There were 10 spears which were stuck into him. The 10, the 10 army guys of Yoav's army surrounded and they stuck off Shalom with their spears. He stole from three people. Lave of if he stole from his father, Lave Bezin, he stole from the heart of the court of Lave Yisrael, and he stole from Kla Yisrael. So what does that mean? So he had a letter from David that said that he could choose any two people to be, uh, you know, his like uh, servants. So he got he got two people and more people and more people, and he kept on choosing more people until he got so many such an impressive fleet of people who were behind him. It made him look very prominent. So he was again stealing people's minds. So because he made these these thefts, so Yisrael, he stole the hearts of the people. There were three more spears thrust into him. Says with Yoav that he stuck three uh, spears into Avshalom's heart. All right, so this is all for punishment. That is Mida Kenegin Mida. Now the Gemara said the Mishnah turns to good as well. We see this for good. Uh, a person is rewarded. Miriam waited an hour for her brother Moshe. And he was floating at sea. His sister stood from afar. When she got saras, Kla Yisrael waited an entire week in the midbar for her to get better. The people did not move until Miriam was brought in, until she was ready. She was rewarded for that. Another example, Yosef Yosef was merited to bury his father. No one was greater than him. Even though he was the greatest one, when it came to bearing Yaakov, he's the one, he led the funeral procession um, to go bury to go bury Yaakov in Israel. He was rewarded because who was who, who, who was greater than Moshe? Well, Moshe. And Moshe was the one who attended to the coffin of Yosef. Moshe Zacha 
Ba'atzmas Yosef. Moshe merited to attend with the bones of Yosef. And he struggled with the men. No one class was more greater than him. Shem Rikach Moshe was Asmas of Yimah. Moshe took the bones of Yosef with him. He called Moshe. Moshe was worried because who is greater? We got the greater honor for Moshe. As well, Malkam Hakadosh Baruch who buries Moshe. Hashem Avik Baruch who Bagai. Hashem buries him in the valley. Lomashol Vado Amru. It was not regarding Moshe alone. Who said Allah Tzadikim for all Tzadikim Hashem will will attend to the the righteous after their death. Shem Rav Halach Lefanachat Zikachat Vod Hashem Yatsvachat. Says the righteous goes in front of you. The glory of Hashem will gather you in. So there's a concept that it wasn't only for Moshe, well, all tzaddikim will pass away. Hashem takes their souls and rewards them. So, so, but, so it's not the body. Only with Moshe Rabbeinu did HaKadosh Baruch Hu bury his body. With all the other tzaddikim, it's only their souls. But HaKadosh is a concept of Hashem attending to the tzaddikim. Tana Rabbanu on the price elaborate. Shimshon ben Amar, Shimshon rebels against HaKadosh Baruch Hu with his eyes. Shem Amar, Yimshon Shalavit. Shimshon said to his father, this is the woman from Timna that he wanted to marry. Oh, Zakakli, I want to take this wife she is fitting for me in my eyes. So this is all the desire of Shimshon. Again, even though Shimshon was looking for a pretext to attack the Plishtim, and that was the story, but Lamaisa, he desired the, this, this woman. Says the Gemara, Ini was a really a mistake that he married this woman. His father and mother did not understand that it was from Hashem. So it's from Hashem that he was doing this. Says the Gemara, he also, when he went to go, even though the, it was definitely from Hashem and he was going to use this as, as a way to save Klal Yisrael against the Plishtim, but when he was going, he had a different motive as well. He was going after what was proper in his eyes, what he desired. Tanya says in the Bible, the beginning of the corruption of Shimshon was in Gaza. Therefore, his downfall happened in Gaza. So what is the story of his, of his downfall in Gaza? So this is actually a different story. The story that he had in, 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 in Gaza was when he found the Zona, the Lila, and that's why he ended up getting hurt there. So the Gemara asked the obvious question: What about what happened with Timna when he originally took the other wife? Why wasn't he punished? Why wasn't he punished in Timna? Says The beginning of the corruption was in Gaza. In other words, the story in Timna was earlier, but it wasn't so serious. He married her. He didn't have. It wasn't like he was having relations now with the woman that he had from Gaza. So the one with Gaza is a much worse story, and therefore, that's why he was punished specifically in Gaza. But now we get to the, uh, the, so I'm sorry, let me just clarify, there was, the, 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 there was three women. There was the original woman in Timna, there was the woman in Gaza, the Zona, and then eventually there's the Lilo, the third woman. So this is he loved the one from Nachal. Her name was Delila. So Tanya, what is this? Delila, Rabbi Yomer, If her name was not been Delila, she should still have been called Delila. Meaning to say, it makes sense. Delila means to cut off. So she 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 removed Shimshon's power. She removed his strength. She removed his heart. She she cut off his ability to save Klaiyosol. She cut off his strength to save. May Allah, his strength departed from him. Right. This is the whole story. She said, "Tell me the secret of your strength." Eventually, he lies her a couple times, but he reveals that he's a nazir, and she cuts his hair. Dildos libo. She cut his heart. saw he told her everything when his heart. She cut his actions. left him. He didn't realize that Hashem had departed. So Delila betrays him. Hashem had been given so much ruach hakodesh when he fought against the Plishnim and divine assistance. But after that story, he definitely uh, went down and he had a much harder time. So now we get into this with Delilah. Delilah saw, he had told her everything in his heart. How do you know? Shimshon initially lied to her a few times about the secret of his strength. So how did she know she was telling the truth that he was a Nazir? That that was the real answer. When someone says true things, you can tell it's the truth. 
Truth speaks for itself. She knew that Shimshon was a tzaddik and we would never say Hashem's name in falsehood. It came into Amar when he said, Nizir he said, I'm an Azur to Hashem. Amar, she said, Now he's certainly telling the truth. So once he uses Hashem's name, she knew it was the truth. Now we continue. It says, after she tormented him with her words every day, that's when he was going. Shimshon was very, very frustrated and he told her. So my what was it that she prayed, that she pressed him? What did Lila do that, that, that that, that drove Shimshon so crazy. When they would, at the end of the time of Bia, she would slip out from under him and would frustrate him tremendously. So now we learn now when Hashem appeared to Shimshon's mother that she gave him that she was given instructions. Be very careful. Shimshon's mother was told not to drink wine or, 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 or eat anything tame. So even the mother was told that. My call to me. What does it mean anything tame? What does that mean? You think until now she was eating trafe things? It means things that are also to the nazar, like water where grapes were soaked or the grape seeds, things like that. So here's the idea that even Shimshon's mother was not allowed to have these things. One of the miracles that happened to Shimshon, Shimshon got very thirsty. He killed many Pelishim and then he got very thirsty because he said, oh, how many people I killed? And Hashem gave him from a, um, Hashem gave him the jawbone uh, of a donkey and a miracle occurred that it split open a bunch and a bunch of water came out. So split open the hollow and the jawbone water came out. Shimshon desired something which was tummy. He wanted to marry the daughter of Avodazara. Therefore, his life became dependent. He was only saved because of a tummy thing, the jaw of the donkey. It says the spirit of Hashem came to him. This is the idea of fulfillment of what Yaakov said. What did Yaakov say? He done will be a serpent on the highway. So this is like the fighting that he did. It was just like he made himself be a traitor to the Palestinian where he got into them, infiltrated from within. That's the whole idea of uh, of, of, of that should be like a nachash ali derech, like a serpent, a traitor on the highway. That is a fulfillment in in, in Shimshon. Lafamo uh, now continues about Shimshon. It was in the camp of Dan. The Shina ring in front of him like a bell. Wherever Shimshon went, it says Lafamo, like a pa'amon is a bell. The, and, and the idea is that Hashem was with him like a bell. It would always ring with him. With the Kohen Gadol, it says a bell and a pomegranate. So the bell and the, and the pomegranate of the Kohen Gadol would ring wherever he walked. So to the Shechina, escorted Jimshon and ring wherever he went. Between the places of Zorah and Eshtol, Zorah and Eshtol were two large mountains. Shimshon was so strong that he was able to uproot them. And he was able to grind them one against the other. That is how strong that Shimshon was.